Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, welcome to Q&A. We're really glad that you're with us this morning. Um, So we want to encourage you, uh, if you have questions from the sermon today, we would ask that you send them in and the number's up on the screen. It'd be a great opportunity because we say it often, but it really is true. If there's something stirring in your heart and your mind, likely it is in someone else's. So we would really encourage you uh, to send in those questions this morning. We have some that have already come in and we can go ahead and get started. Great. Thanks. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, first one references 1 John 4.18, uh, there's no fear in love, but perfect yeah. love cast out fear because love involves punishment. No one who fears is not perfected in love. So the question from that is, how does this play in fear of the Lord? Does the word fear have different meanings in this text? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You can imagine I have wrestled with that uh, a lot, I think. And, Here's my my best stab at this, and it may be a bad stab, but it's my best stab. <laughs> um, <clears throat> God does love us perfectly, so we don't fear the Lord because He does not love us perfectly. We fear the Lord because we don't love Him perfectly. So I think that text is coming at it from His. If we understood how perfectly he loved us and loved him perfectly, then we would need to fear the Lord. And so, I do think this is, I do think in heaven, there will be no fear of the Lord. Mm. There'll be no dread because we will forever be in perfect union and alignment with God. There will never be that I am in opposition uh, to the righteous judge of all the earth. So um, I hope you will wrestle with this, but I would go back and I would say again, I think it's God loves us perfectly, but we don't love him, which is why we fear the Lord. Hmm. Um, You talked about uh, establishing protective practices um, towards the end. So with uh, the last one about pray with Thanksgiving, we have a question. Um, What if there are things you can't pray about with Thanksgiving? I know, um, I know that, um, that there are things in our lives, circumstances in our life, events in our lives, even people in our lives that we think, how would I ever, give thanks, pray with thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I would suggest that because thanksgiving is the language of our faith, and that's an important statement, don't Mm. rush by it, that thanksgiving is the language of our faith, the faith, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. That's faith. So if faith is something that I believe even though I don't see it, The language of my faith is thanksgiving. In other words, I am thankful, not because of what I see the good, not because I am grateful for it in terms of by what I see. I have a conviction that God works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So, when I put those together, I would suggest, and I know this will be a hard pill for 
for uh, some folks to swallow. So I don't say this lightly. There are things difficult and, well, that's, that's too soft, impossible, crazy to give thanks for if we live by sight. But if we don't right. live by sight, if we live by faith, then the language of our faith is thankfulness, even though it doesn't seem to make sense to be thankful. We're thankful because of what we believe about God and what we believe about how God works in our lives. So I uh, part of my own personal faith journey has been a willingness to uh, say thank you, Lord, uh, for some of the, not for some, for the most painful things mm -hmm. in my life. And um, I can tell you that it's been my own uh, experience that it has freed me. From that clenched fist of anger towards God, it's freed me from that clenched fist and anger at people. Uh, it's not. It's set me free from being a victim of my circumstances and, and my experiences. It set me free from that to be able to go. Uh, the righteous judge of all the earth were, is good, only does good, works perfectly, and I can trust him. So uh, I realize I'm, I'm speaking, answering this question by saying that there isn't anything that I would pray for that I can't pray with thanksgiving. It's part of our worship this morning that we sang was what? In everything, with everything, for everything. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And what helped me, and I know this answer is getting a little long here, um, what helped me was recognizing that the greatest evil, because this is what we don't want. We don't want to give thanks for evil. That's, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. The greatest evil that was ever perpetrated upon this earth was the killing of the righteous, perfect, the Son of God. And yet every week, and hopefully, maybe even daily, but every week we gather as a church and give thanks for the cross. Yeah. So if, if I am prepared to give thanks for the cross of Jesus, uh, but not prepared to give thanks for that which is hard and painful in my life, then there's a disconnect in my faith. That's why I say the language of our faith is thankfulness. And so uh, I imagine there's a number of listeners right now who are really wrestling with that in some specifics, and you might be honestly yelling at me right now and I can't hear you. I, I understand. I've been cussed at uh, for this for this uh, teaching from the scriptures, but the scripture says, in everything give thanks, for Thessalonians 5, 18, and in Ephesians 4, everything give thanks. And Philippians 4 says, pray about everything with thanksgiving. So there's a biblical basis for, uh, it's just not my personal experience, there's a biblical basis for why we say we pray with Thanksgiving. Yeah, when, and you said um, the freedom that comes to be able yeah. to release the clenched fist. 
I've experienced that as well, you know, just thinking through different situations in life, what a freedom there is to release that bitterness. And it's a daily reminder of my dependence on the Lord, you know, if those are continuing situations, because the situation, there's no guarantee the situation's going to go away. Right. You know, depending on what that is, but that we can give thanks. Um, it's, it's just a full hearted dependence mm-hmm. on the Lord, open handed and moment by moment. But that dependence and that relationship that you build with the Lord through that process is incredible to understand his yeah. love for you and his character and that he's not forgotten you even in that, that hard, whatever that may be. He has not forgotten you. And it's a regular reminder of that. And it really, right. it is freeing. Yeah. Not easy, but it's free. Yeah, so not a theoretical thing in your life. No, absolutely not. A genuine step and act of Mm -hmm. faith, not a theoretical thing in my life, a genuine act of faith. And and I can say there were were moments, uh, I guess that's the best description. There were times where I was frustrated, angry, and, and then reminded this is what the Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit reminded me, mm-hmm. Doug, give thanks. Trust me. And it's been the it's been that opportunity to go, Lord, I don't understand. See, I'm not saying you have to like it. Um, or that you have to understand it. His ways are higher than our ways, mm-hmm. his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So I have said to the Lord, I don't like it. (laughs) Seriously, I don't like it. I wish it wasn't this way. I don't understand. Seems crazy. Thank you. And and I do that with my hand, the opening of my hand, because a thankfulness is an open hand that gets rid of that clenched fist towards God. And would you say through releasing that clenched fist like in Thanksgiving that then he has grown you in that? Oh. Um maybe I would I would by my own again personal journey there were two works most significant works of God in my life were the coming to understand that the, the Jesus who walked the pages of this New Testament is alive and intending to live his life through me, that I'm a partaker of the divine nature, that God has given me through the indwelling Holy Spirit all I need for life and for godliness. That combined with the language of our faith is thankfulness. Those were the two most transformational truths in my own life, in my own journey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so n- n- this is not small, yeah. uh, ancillary, <clears throat> theoretical stuff. This mm-hmm. is, I, I speak with it at length uh, and so directly because of how transformational it has been for me. And I know for others who have taken the step of faith and released the clenched fist and said, um, thank you. Mm. But not all have. There have been... Others, like I said, who have cussed me out and and told me, no way. But mm. they're trapped. Yeah, That's what I would say. It, until you release, you are trapped uh, to your own wisdom and your own understanding. And faith frees me up to, to live in confidence in the wisdom of God, in the goodness of God, and the purposes of God that are way beyond my understanding. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of your story, part of your testimony to then be able to yeah. to share 
the Lord's work yeah. in your life. Yeah, and I don't know if this word, uh, I used it briefly, Trace, I don't know if this makes sense to you, you can uh, respond if, if you want. Um, but it really has occurred to me that it seems like some folks live as victims of their circumstances and and they're defined by them then. And Thanksgiving for me has been a setting me free from being a victim of my circumstances to being a child of God who is walking with Him and I can trust where He leads me, uh, what He allows. Uh, a part of this is... And, um, Part of this journey has been this statement, nothing touches me that has not passed through the hands of my mm. perfect heavenly father, nothing. And everything that does touch me is designed to make me more like Jesus. So if those two statements are true, uh, it sets me free from being a victim of my circumstances to be a child of God who is loved perfectly and whose God is, who God is working, um, his perfect will in my life. So, I don't know if the, the victim makes sense to you or you, you don't need to respond. I just, if you have a thought. Does it make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. It, it does make sense. And especially when you've walked that and you've experienced the clenched fist versus the freedom of Thanksgiving. Like it, it overrules you mm -hmm. when you're hanging on to it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that what happened to me is not a relevant part of my story. It's just not right. that which defines me. It's God and trusting Him and His goodness that defines me. Yeah. That's that's important. It's not that those aren't things aren't real and a ba major part. They're just not the defining part. Mm. Mm -hmm. But they, and they become part of our story. It makes me think about like the billboards. You know, like what yeah. is what that's is exactly evidence right. of our life, right? Um, and what are we displaying? Mm -hmm. And that and someone uh, had a question about. I would say some areas of my life are a billboard for Jesus, but maybe not others. How do you work on that? Oh. Well, that is uh, without just blowing that off. That is the sanctifying work of God mm -hmm. in our lives. When when we talk about not having more faith in the sense of we need. Uh, watermelon-sized faith, and all we have is like uh, kiwi-sized faith. <laughs> uh, we can think, I need bigger faith. No. Again, Jesus said a mustard seed of faith will do because the power of faith is not in the size of faith, but in the, but in the object of our faith. So, a little faith in the right object will be sufficient. A lot of faith in the wrong object will never be enough. Mm -hmm. So, as you think of your life as a billboard, it is about um, faith becoming the manner by which you live all of your life. So, uh, again, I don't know this individual's situation, but but maybe maybe faith is is not present uh, in your difficulties. That faith is present mm -hmm. in your in your in your present in what's current in your life, but their faith has not been present in how you have interpreted your past. That would be the giving of thanks in, in all things. So, how do you work? You simply go, where am I not living by faith? And say, Lord, I want I want my faith to increase. That is for my faith to be demonstrated in every area of life. Uh, we always grow by acknowledging what is preferred future, but what is present reality. Preferred future is that I live by faith in all things. Mm -hmm. uh, present reality is that I don't, where am I not living by faith and then taking uh, steps forward. So, 
if there are specifics in that question and a desire to reach out, you know, that's that's why we do what we do here at the church to help grow fully devoted spirit empowered. See, it's growing fully devoted spirit empowered Christ followers. That's our mission because we're we're all growing. So you're not unusual. Just ask the Lord to continue to grow you. Second uh, Second Corinthians three eighteen says uh, we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another, even into the image of His Son. So I invite the Lord to continue to do that work. Like you said, it's progressive. Yes, it's an mm-hmm. ongoing, active. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. So we can you you confess where you know it's not to be true, and you invite the Holy Spirit to grow you hmm. in those areas. Absolutely. Well. Really encouraging this morning and well as challenging, especially as I thought through like these protective practices and the power of confession of sin and not, you know, just not holding on to that anger. So um, anything you would want to um, leave our listeners with this morning as we wrap up? Um, It's possible to put God's name on things that you want that he has not necessarily led you in. In Mm -hmm. other words, you could say, God put this in my heart when really it's not something the Lord puts into your heart. And, and so the, be sure, be sure that you understand if God put it in your heart, it's in line with the Word of God. God would not put something in your heart that's not in line with His Word. We saw that last week in Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And it's in line with His purposes. But if it's within the will of God and according to the purposes of God, then I can think we can have confidence that it it's something that God has put in our heart. Mm. For us to move forward on. Yes. Yeah. So don't abuse it. Right. Don't throw it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but don't, don't abuse it, it. Right. Yeah. So well, thank you for your questions this morning. We really appreciate that and hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.